At the table of grace, the cups never empty. The plate's always full, and it's never too late to come and be filled with love never. You are welcome to the table of our Lord Jesus Christ, where he dines with you and you with him. The comforter, even the spirit of truth, is your chef, and I am your steward, Joshua Ojo. At a previous gathering at the table, we saw that the immediate primary outward consequence of Adam's disobedience was that he and his wife were translated from the realm of light into the kingdom of darkness. Consequently, in their inner beings, they began to see in the light of the darkness of this world, or as it is written, the eyes of them both were opened. At our last gathering, we saw God ascribe personality to the light of darkness. We saw that it was the light of darkness that told the man and his wife that they were naked. And we saw him, the light of darkness, dictate to the couple what they should do, compelling them to make clothes to hide one from the other. We noted that darkness can neither be wished away nor prayed and fasted away. Darkness has only one antidote, light. Light dispels darkness. We also saw that the Christ of God in us all, who are born of his Father, is the light within that dispels the darkness of this world. We concluded our meal by saying that when we see in the light of spiritual darkness and thus walk in him, all our actions and inactions are compelled by him. However, we also saw that when in our inner man we see in the light of the light of life, when we are illuminated by the Christ in us, we walk by faith even in the face of seemingly contradictory circumstances. Today, we will move from the primary outward consequences of the man's disobedience to the all-inclusive inward consequences of the one act of disobedience by the one man. Our main dish for the day is served from Genesis chapter 2 from verses 15 to 17. The Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, You may surely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat of it you shall surely die. In verse 17, God commanded the man not to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and God also solemnly warned him of the certain fatal consequence of disobedience, death in the same day. 
In Genesis chapter 3 and verse 6, the man disobeyed God at the instance of his wife. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof, and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. However, Genesis chapter 4 from verses 1 to 2 reveals that after his disobedience, seemingly contrary to what God had decreed, Adam not only continued to live, but he had children. And Adam knew his wife, and she conceived, and bare Cain, and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. And she again bare his brother Abel. And Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in Genesis chapter 5, verse 5, we have the number of the years he lived written for us. And all the days that Adam lived were 930 years, and he died. Since God had said Adam would die the same day he violated his commandment, so why this seeming contradiction? Is this a case of the duration of a day as is measured by the Lord, even as the apostle writes in 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 8? But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. The enlightenment that we will get with the true response to our question is fundamental to our walking in the realities here on earth of the eternal life that is ours in Christ Jesus our God, who is blessed forever. The light that dawns in us is the foundation upon which the ability to live in life and not in death is built upon. This understanding of the seeming discrepancy is critical to us being able to walk in righteousness with his consequent peace and joy within and without unbroken divine health rather than just seeking to recurrent divine healing with our cursed perhaps in a few instances ending in vain. For the true response to our question, we begin with the words of our Lord Jesus in his commission to his apostle Paul as it is written in Acts 26 and verse 18, to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. Previously, we had seen in some detail that the opening statement of our lost child to his apostle, which is to open their eyes, is a direct reference for a reversal of the first couple's eyes being opened after they were translated from light and into the kingdom of darkness. Today, our focal point is the part which says, From the power of Satan unto God. What did Adam and his wife coming under the power of Satan entail? 
In Hebrews chapter 2 from verses 14 to 15, the apostle Paul writes to us, For as much then as children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil, and deliver them with true fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. When Adam and his wife came under the power of Satan, they were subject to death. In Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 18, the apostle expounds what they are being subject to death really means. Having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. Immediately the couple was translated from the realm of light into the kingdom of darkness. They were severed not only from the light, but also from the life of God. Now, a branch cut off from the vine retains the semblance of life, and it may even blossom some if it is placed in a jar of water and seemingly live for some days. However, in spite of the outward appearances of life, the branch died the moment it was severed from the vine. Adam lived physically for 930 years after he had died within, even as God had decreed. The moment he disobeyed God, he was separated from the life-giving Spirit of God. Firstly, he died spiritually and subsequently died physically. And all humanity in him died even as the Apostle Paul writes in Romans chapter 5 and verse 12. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. Spiritual death became the inherent estate of mankind. Romans chapter 5 and verse 12 not only reveals that in Adam, spiritual death became our lot, but it also reveals that the bridge that transported us from life to death is sin. Sin as a paved road upon which death comes riding in is corroborated in Romans chapter 6 and verse 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And again, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 56, The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. In other words, like the death-dealing venom injected into the bloodstream by a venomous snake, the poison that deals death in all its different facets to man is sin. In the first man, Adam, sin also became inherent in man as is revealed in Romans chapter 5 and verse 19. For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. 
we may summarize the all-inclusive instant consequences of Adam's disobedience in these words. The serpent struck his victim. His death-dealing venom was seen packaged in a lie. The lie of the devil dethroned the truth of God's word. Adam was translated from light into darkness. From being light, he transformed into darkness. The life in him was supplanted by death. Righteous by nature, he became sin in his being. He who had dominion over all the earth was now a subject of Satan within and without. Adam, son of God, had become a child of the devil. We will conclude our meal with the words written concerning our Lord Jesus, taken from John chapter 1 from verses 11 to 13. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Amen. Take me deeper, deeper in love with you. We hope your whole spirit and soul and body have been nourished at the table of our Lord Jesus Christ today. You may send your comment and request for further clarification by WhatsApp to 0817-955-9161, 0817-955-9161, or send an email to thetableofalord at gmail.com, thetableofalord at gmail.com. Join our soon-coming bridegroom at his table at the same time next week. The grace of our Lord Jesus is with your spirit. Amen. Take me deeper, deeper in love with you. Jesus, hold me close. I wanna love